Is the Newlands Corner Mystery Solved? Throwing an automobile at Newlands Corner from Top Hill in the middle of the night, freewheeling seems difficult to achieve, hazardous and unlikely. The idea of a descent behind the wheel with the bumps, the limited lightning of the lamps, the risk to the tires is more like a stunt for a movie. However, the car phone was not badly damaged and its owner did not suffer the slightest physical injury. What do we hear on the night of December 3, 4, 1926 in the vicinity of Newlands Corner? Answer, silence of the English countryside in the winter already present. A silence that can be broken by the cry of a night bird or the barking of a dog on a remote farm or by a noisy car from the 1920s driving on the A25 at around midnight on the top of a hill. Rora Thompson's report that a witness also referred to a gypsy woman who said she heard a car moving around midnight at the top of Newlands Corner. On the evening of Friday, December 3, at around 9.45 p.m. to 10 p.m., a Gata Christie travels to London or a planned location in southwest London to meet the person who agreed to drive a second car and drive it ahead to Newlands Corner. The actors reach the main junction at London and take the A25 towards Neurons Corner, Shear Road. Around midnight, the two cars arrived at the top of the hill, which caused an unusual noise on this freezing night. The second car is parked in Trost Lane, the front placed towards the village of Merrow. Agatha Christie then takes the other person back to London. They arrive around 1 o'clock in the morning. She can rest for a few hours before leaving for Neurons Corner again. Around 5 a.m. Agatha Christie arrives back in Neurons Corner. This time she continues to Albury. After about 1 kilometer and 300 meters, she turns right just before Ceylon Pool, right into Waterlane, which at that time was a dirt path on which for the part along the quarry still seems to be so nowadays. Then she drives to where her car was found. She directs it on her left towards the bush, or she directs on her right if she preferred to turn to the right onto the A248 and go a little further right into Waterlane. Now the distance to the second car is about 1 km and 200 meters. The path she takes to reach Neurons Corner on foot is uphill. Agatha Christie takes her briefcase with her but prefers to leave her fur coat in the Morris Collie to be lighter and be able to move better around when walking. Back at the top of Newlands Corner Hill, 
She turns left into Trolls Lane. She knows the second car is nearby. She saw it, approached it, and finally sat in the back to rest for a while from her nocturnal adventure. At 6.20 a.m., Edward McAllister restarts a car whose engine, too cold, could not be restarted by Agatha Christie. The novelist then moved away to London and then to London to return the car to its owner. With this theory, the answer to the question, what would Agatha Christie have become if McAllister hadn't stopped by at that time on her back, is obviously that she would have stayed in Trostland waiting for another person to pass by. The time of his departure to London becomes relatively less important. Who could, on this side of a hill, establish a link between this woman, whose car broke down towards Merrow on an abandoned Morris Colley near Albury, whose existence he is unaware of? The opposite is even more unlikely. The possibility that the woman who broke down in Trotsden is not the novelist would only result in postponing the place where Agatha Christie joined the second car. In any case, the theory of a second car relegates the time of the accident to the background of history. Regardless of the time of day, the most important thing is that the protagonists have agreed on it. Disappearance of Agatha Christie in 1926, is it the end of the story? The missing of Agatha Christie for 11 days, her car found abandoned in the bushes of a quarry, this is a news story that has caused a lot of ink to flow. More articles now online about the case were added every year. Since the secret of Newland's Corner on this incredible case, The answer appeared with a new theory. On Saturday, December 4, 1926, around 5 to 5.30 a.m., Agatha Christie takes a dirt road along a quarry near Albury. She throws her car against a grassy embankment. She stays a few moments in her car, a Maurice Collet takes off her fur coat and walks up the hill to Newlands Corner. Then, she turns left into Trots Lane to reach the second car parked 300 meters after the crossroads. Note that during the police investigation, the superintendent of Berkshire, the county where the missing person lived, took into account the way the novelist was dressed. It seemed obvious to him that she could have spent the night comfortably in her car wearing a fur coat and then when she decided to leave the car, she threw away the coat which was too heavy to walk in. Underneath the fur coat, she wore warm clothes like the ones women wear on their walls in the country, said the superintendent of Berkshire. Later, owns cyclist Edward McAllister, after several tries, started the second car that had been parked for long hours on the site in Trotslane, 
Agatha Christie set off gently at about 7 a.m. towards the northeast of Guildford, then in the direction of Liverhead and southwest London. In 2000, The Guardian published an interview with Nan Watt's daughter, a close friend and in-law's relatives to Christie's. In this interview, Nan's daughter suggests that Agatha was helped in her disappearance by her mother. According to Nan's daughter, it was agreed that the novelist could spend the night of Friday 3 to Saturday 4 December with Nan, who had moved to London at Chelsea Park's gardens. On that night, her second husband, George Cohn, was absent precisely. This suggestion is made in connection with the idea that the novelist spent the night in Chelsea after returning from Neuron's Corner by train. Back in London With the theory of a second car, Agatha Christie arrives in London around 9am, parks the borrowed car, and posts the letter for her brother-in-law Campbell Christie. On Tuesday, December 7, the novelist's brother-in-law received the letter from Agatha and, according to the postmark, the letter was postmarked December 4 at 9.45 a.m. in the London SW1 Postal District. This is therefore an area through which Agatha would have passed before the postmark was postmarked. Unless someone else mailed the letter, there is little doubt about this. Nancon's residence is located in a postal zone immediately adjacent to SW1, London SW3. Once in London, Agatha Christie went to buy clothes, including a new coat. Everyone agrees that she then took the train. She took a train at King's Cross Station to go precisely to the area where a few days earlier she had decided to spend the weekend, Beverly in East Yorkshire. On Shaw's Arrogate, the spa town in North Yorkshire, where she was found 11 days after her departure from Styles. At the Swan Hydropathic Hotel, she is welcomed on her appearance, on her statement that her name is Teresa Neal and that she comes from Cape Town, South Africa. At Arrogate, Agatha Christie borrowed Neal's names from her husband's golf partner Nancy Neal, which whom Archibald Christie had fallen in love some time before. Her husband wanted to divorce her and live with his mistress, so the couple quarreled on the morning of Friday the 3rd. On December 14, 1926, 11 days after she left Styles, a banjo player at the Arrogate Hotel, Bob Tappin, recognized the novelist and alerted the police. Colonel Christie then came to pick up his wife at the hotel. End of the story. Matching elements and clues. Surprisingly, the novelist had placed a curious classified ad in the Times asking friends and relatives to contact this Teresa Neal. On the other side of the Atlantic, on server on in the world, in some newspapers of mid-December 1926, the name Teresa Neal, certainly through a transcription error, will become Mrs. Teresa Neal. Various elements 
Ars Cartred. In Agatha Christie's life, such as the presence at her side of her secretary and confident Charlotte Fisher, known as Carlo, to whom she will dedicate The Mystery of the Blue Train, a novel she was working on with difficulty at the time of her adventure. Then in her books was cited The Case of Missing Lady, a short story published in October 1924, in which there are two villages of the same name, and then The Manhood of Edward Robinson, another short story published by Agatha Christie two years earlier in December, in which it is about two identical cars. We had The Hollow, a novel in which an artist sculpting on muddling clay, Arietta Savernake, adds both driving qualities and enthusiasm for road shortcuts. On the other hand, the help provided by her lifelong friend Nan seems undeniable. The discovery of a play, The Lee, created by Agatha Christie, apparently written in the mid-1920s and never performed, showed Nan as the first name of the main character. The play, which historically preceded the novelist's famous stage thrillers, remained in the author's archives for several decades until it was finally found. The theme is that of a woman trapped in an unhappy marriage caused by her husband's obsession for her younger sister. The wife, Nan Greg, disappears for one night from the family home with devastating consequences. The play unfolds on a series of dramatic revelations that will lead to either divorce or reconciliation, but the outcome will depend on Nan's sister's willingness to lead to protect her. No reconciliation was possible between Agatha and Archibald Christie in the months following this disappearance, and they finally divorced. <laughs>